Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm so excited to have you here with us again today. Uh, Before I get to introducing our guest and our topic, I would like to extend an invitation to you. You've been listening to me for a while, and I don't know about you, but I'd like to get to know you better, and I would hope that you'd like to get to know me a little bit better as well. And on Tuesday evenings, I'm doing this lovely thing that I'm calling the Spirit Talks Development Experience. And this is about becoming dialed in to your highest self, to your inner guidance, and really strengthening that communication with your highest self so that you can live your highest, most easeful, most successful, and fulfilling life. And so I would invite you to check that out, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, slash Spirit Talks 1. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-T-A-L-K-S and a numeric one at the end. So come join me. It's very cost-effective, only $10 to sign in to come play with us on Tuesday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So that's that, and today we have a return guest with us. We are going to shift our money relationship along with Chella Diaz. She spoke to us earlier in the year, and I know that for many of us, current economic conditions are challenging, to say the least. Um, Some states are reopening, some states are not reopening, some countries are, are still shut down. And this can really show up the cracks and the fissures in your relationship with abundance and money. And so I thought it would be fabulous to have Chella back with us. Uh, Chella has been on her spiritual journey for over 15 years. And she's a vessel for ninth dimensional healing energy. She meets every client exactly where they're at and provides the tools they need to get them where they go, want to go. Her list of certifications is quite extensive, but just to name a few, she's a Reiki teacher, a Reiki master, starlight energy worker, and all of her certifications kind of came together in a powerful way under ninth dimensional healing energy. She has been hosting workshops to help women master their money skills, and she is my amazing guest here today. Welcome, Chella. I'm so happy to have you back with us. Thank you, thank you. I was like, oh my God, I want to know, get to know that lady. She sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> because she is. She's amazing, which is why she's back again. So I'd like to invite you to share just a really short tidbit of your journey uh, into your spiritual mission, if you will. What did that path look like for you? Because many of us look at, at the finished bio version of us and go, Wow, she's never had a problem in her life. <laughs> well, mine, and I'm going to make it short, but mine, I knew I had gifts when I was eight. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that I did not want to be that weird kid. You know, yes. I, I was, that was just too big for me. So I shut my gifts off. Um, I was married and he was a non-believer. You know, he didn't believe in this woo-woo stuff. 
So it was after my divorce that I began my spiritual journey. And, and what kind of called that forward for you? I know oftentimes our souls will use certain events to get us to refocus. Over here, focus over here. <laughs> um, it was, it, there had always been a void. And, and I had a great marriage and have two amazing kids, but it was a void, right? And it really forced me to look and really start doing some digging into what that, what is that? Mm-hmm. And it, I started with, you know, well, maybe if I get this certification, well, maybe, if, you know I mean? And that's when it began. But all of that and it just everything along the steps, right? But it's, it started with me knowing that there was a missing piece and knowing that I had a bigger purpose than being a mom and being a wife. Yes. And that was not easy. Right. Because I was happy. I really was. But it was a much bigger. It was beyond me. Yeah. How did you find that first certification? And how did you know that's the one I want to pursue? Because there are a million different ways that we seek to fill that empty spot. It was just being at the right place at the right time. I my first certification was a Kundalini teacher. Oh. which is not on the list. But that was my first because I felt, oh my God, I can help people with the breathing. I, you know, and it was just magical for me to have that certification. And from that, so that was my first. And when you begin to hang out with that tribe, mm-hmm. so if you're thinking, you know, listeners are out there saying, well, I don't know where I'm going to start. Start with whatever's closest to you, mm-hmm. even though it may not feel like it's a fit even though it may not look like it's going to lead you to somewhere. The most important thing is for you to do something, right? So I started with Kundalini and then right after that, in that group, in that crowd, as I'm getting, and that was kind of tough, right? Because we had to be at the studio at 4 a.m. Ooh, there's some early morning commitment. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and, and so, but during that tribe, then I found, you know, another certification, which I went out and got, and I started with NLP and hypnosis, which again, is not on that list. But through that, I just kept, for me, it was like a a stairs, right? And I started on one, and then I went to the other, and I went to another, and I learned something from each and every one of them. Yeah. And I found, I don't know about you, but I found that my soul won't steer me wrong. So even though it doesn't logically seem like it's the next step, it will be for some reason. It either brings me a skill or a tool that I need, or it connects me with the person that I need to make to meet to take me to the next thing that I need to be doing. And sometimes we don't even know that. And that's the that's great thing, right? Yeah, you, you see it in hindsight, usually. Yeah. <laughs> you look in the rearview mirror and you go, oh, that's why I needed to do that. <laughs> I had a, a client um, this morning and she's, she wanted a recommendation on the podcast to listen to. But to me, you know, we look for outside, you know, and you never know. So trust that intuition and trust that is the right thing at the right time. And that's going to get you to where you need to be. Exactly. I noticed that my path got a lot smoother. Um, when I started listening to that little voice and paying attention to the the things that kind of light me up and make me go, oh, oh, this is cool. Uh, As opposed to looking outside of me for other people to tell me what I should be doing or where I should be going or what 
the next step should be because they don't have my map. <laughs> that is a $100,000 uh, answer. It really is. Because a lot of the times we want to know what Susie is doing or Johnny is doing. But really, truly, if we sit with ourselves, especially when you're questioning yourself, because mm -hmm. your intuition is telling you to go the right, but you want to fight it, you want to go the left, right? So yes. when we get into that struggle and we look for somebody else that, and we go, let's be honest, we look to talk to the people that are going to agree with us that we should be going right, yes. right? When we know down deep inside, our intuition is gearing us th towards left. Yeah even though it makes no logical sense, and even though the rest of the world is going to look at us and go, have you lost your mind? <laughs> well, let us talk about lost your mind real quick. So a sure. couple of years ago, I was guided to move to Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. I had never been, and I did not know anybody. Yep. How does that make sense? I got to tell you, the only people that I told was three people, my two sons and a dear friend. That's it. Because I was afraid of what people were going to say. It was like, what the hell are you doing? Why so the heck I are you going my, to Portland? Yeah. I packed up my car. I reached out to a few friends. I said, listen, I'm moving to Portland. I'm visiting Portland is what I said. I didn't ah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even going to commit to moving. I'm visiting. <laughs> I'm visiting Portland. Where should I go? And um after I got there, you know, I, I knew why, but, you know, talk about crazy. And that's, like I said, I told my sons, he's like, always honest with them, but I really didn't share it with anybody else. I didn't share it truly until I was coming back. Mm. Right? Cause it's crazy. I mean, like, why would you move to a city you haven't been in where you know nobody? Yeah. You, you don't know anything about it other than the little voice in your head says, this is what needs to happen. Well, and I had one of those, I call it a running at walls experience, right? Your intuition is like, go there. It's like, but it looks like a brick wall. Go there and go full speed. And we had a whole series of those that happened. Um, when I was quite ill and my husband had lost his job, we were declaring bankruptcy because zero income bills, I mean, that, that's the definition of bankruptcy, right? And uh, at the time we're going through that process, I was getting the nudge that my husband needed to go back to school for a degree. And he had three different degrees he was thinking about, yet we're in bankruptcy. We can't get loans. The reason we're in bankruptcy is no, no income, <laughs> no money, right? How is this supposed to happen? And we had a little bit of money in one account that was a retirement account, the trustee can't touch that. And so I talked to the bankruptcy attorney and I said, you know, it would get us started. This is an important step for him. And the attorney was like, okay, let me think on it. There's probably a way we can do that without opening the door for the trustee to take that money. And he figured it out. And so we did that to get my husband started on the degree. And then as we're going along he's getting through this first trimester and then it's like i don't know how we're paying for the next one and my husband was talking to a buddy of his they decided to join forces and to launch a new aspect of business uh, for this gentleman 
And he was talking to him over lunch about how he's excited he was. And his buddy got excited and said, this would be a great asset for what we're doing here in the business. I'll pay for it. Well, I would never have anticipated that when the little voice said, run at that wall. But it got paid for. And it's just amazing how these things work when you listen to that little voice. I love that. So part of the reason I came here was to discuss money issues. And so I guess this kind of segs us into it nicely. I know there are a lot of people right now who are hurting, right? Who maybe had some money issues before the whole COVID thing happened and then shut downs and changes in industries and all this sort of thing, especially if you're in some kind of a service or tourism lodging industry, they've been really hard, hard hit. Um, if you're in one of these circumstances, I find they tend to be magnifiers to like really bring into focus the issues that are going on for you. So if someone is in that spot, what, would, what recommendation would you give them um, to kind of begin to move through, shift through, and shift out of the financial pinch they're in? We have to find out what the base is. Okay. So tell us. And the way, the first thing we're going to do with that is what are some of the things that are you currently paying that you're no longer using? Oh, how can we get, and we're going to go with 2,500. Let's yeah. say that your outgoing expenses, your outgoing obligations are $2,500 a month. Okay. Right. In the rent, the insurance, the phone, the whatever it is. What portion of that can we decrease because you're no longer using the service? Hmm. Huge. Yeah. You know, and, and let me tell you, let's get it even, go even um, closer. Some of that $199, $299, amount add up. Yeah, yeah. So the little streaming service over here and the, the coffee club over there can or add up. Or just like the music or the apps. How many yeah. of us have those, you know, reoccurring that we really don't think so really sit down and take inventory of what you have and what can you let go altogether mm -hmm. and where can you make other adjustments, maybe combine services, maybe look to see if somebody else is offering a better deal, mm -hmm. like your phone service or your cable. But also, and I know this is good, but if you're currently having, I know there's like at least three different services for you to watch movies. Yeah. What if you just pick one? Pick one, right? That's pick, pick your favorite one. Yeah. That's like a, at least a $30 savings a month that you could be doing. Yeah. Now, and what, one of, if you happen to be in the city where you have an awesome library, mm -hmm. which is what I do, I happen to, I, I still have my library card in, from LA. They have over three, oh, three million books. Mm. Let's not to mention all the movies that I get to, to have that, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's my books, my magazines, and my, my movies. That's where I get most of my movies. What if you start looking to some of the other options that are going to be no cost to you? Mm, yes. I, I think one of the places, because I've been through this exercise myself in the past, and I think one of the places where I – I'm resistant to doing it where I get hung up around doing it is 
there are stories that run in my mind around doing it. Like if I give this up, I'm going to be deprived. If I, you know, make this change, it, it says something about me that I don't like. How, how do we cope with those kind of emotions and stories that pop up as we're going through a process like this? I would invite them and I would invite to ask yourself, are those, and those are valid emotions and those are valid questions, but are they yours or are they somebody else's? Mm, and how do we tell the difference between well, because what's really of, mine? Yeah, right. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is we're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. What is it going to say about us? But that's outside of you. Right. Why do people need to know about that? Why do people need? And I'm going to be honest here, folks. I haven't owned a TV in over 10 years. Right. But that's me. I mean, yeah. I, that's just, you know, I choose not to have a television. I, I spent people, 15 years without a television, so I, <laughs> people think I'm crazy, but it's okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but is it other people that you think, right? Is and, and one, why do they need to know? Why do yeah. they need to know that you don't have five different movie channels or whatever that you know, whatever thing? Yeah, that's exactly. Right? Well, and I know for myself, one of the more liberating things when we were going through this process of declaring bankruptcy and receiving bankruptcy protection. Um, I decided early on that I was not going to be ashamed of the process. It is what it is. We didn't do anything wrong to put us in this circumstance. It's just the way life shook out. Um, And so I decided I was going to let it all hang out. Be damned what they thought. Here's the situation. Here's what I'm going through. Understand it or don't. But there it is. And that was huge for me. Absolutely huge. Okay, we are coming up on our first break. So what I would like to do is to dig more into some of the things that we can do, ways we can move some of these emotions when we come back for break. And if you're out there listening to us, take a few minutes and Look at what has come up for you as we're going through this discussion, because these are like the breadcrumbs for the places where you have your hotspots, where you have your emotional triggers, and it can be really helpful to understand what those are. So take your pen and paper and just explore a little bit the places where you get triggered and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Inner Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. 
We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here talking to the wonderful and amazing Chella Diaz. And before we went to break, we were looking for uh, money leaks. So if, if your income's been downsized, it's always helpful to go look for the places where the money is going out and you're not really getting a ton of benefit back and to shift some of that around. And we started to discuss emotions and the emotions that pop up in this process. So talk to us a little bit about how do we begin to pick through those emotional hurdles that will come up for us as we're doing this. And you said it, it's the emotional triggers, right? Mm -hmm. Do we shop out of guilt, out of shame, or because we want to impress others? Mm. And being honest. Yeah. Right? Because we know I shopped out of guilt when my kids were younger and I was spending all those hours at the office and I came home and I was very involved with the PTA and any other type of fundraiser. So I know that I felt guilty. So I ended up purchasing toys and things out of guilt. Mm, right? Yes, I, I've had that, not, not quite guilt, but it was more of what I want to say, self-soothing sort of thing when I was in corporate. I I've had a lot of stress and a lot of pain around, you know, having to be disciplined in that way. I mean, and I was working these 60, 70 hour weeks. And so when it would come to the weekend, I would look for things that would make me feel good. And so I would buy these amazing suits and these incredible high heels and, and jewelry and this kind of thing to try to perk my spirits up when the truth of the matter is I needed to make some dramatic changes in my life <laughs> in, terms, in terms of more peace and, and maybe less cash. I mean, they call it retail shopping therapy for a reason, right? Yeah, exactly. It happens. It, yeah. it really, really is real. But taking the time, like that's a perfect example, right? So when you know, but, and I know it's going to sound, but what if you're able to shift that? So instead of on the weekend, instead of going to shop, you know, for the shoes or the purse or whatever that may be, what if you treated yourself to a massage? Yeah, right? so and it was decades before I was willing to do that. 
<laughs> right? So you're still doing something for yourself, right? But, but it's in a different way. And yeah. I'd be willing to bet that a massage most likely will be less than, you know, shopping, right? So you're still doing it, but you're doing it for yourself. But then after that, what if you take yourself to a drive along the beach or down to the mountains, right? So that you're getting yourself, you, you want to get to that place where you want to be able to be in inner peace. Yeah. And, and you, it's going to be a couple of different roads. How are you going to get there? Yeah. Right? Well, and I know... Uh, although I'm an introvert and I, I kind of naturally like to be by myself and to sit and, and meditate and do these sorts of things. There, my sister, for example, is on the other side of that coin. She never wants to be alone. She never wants to be with herself. Um, and so if you're in that mode, how do you begin to wean yourself away from the need for a lot of external stimulation and find a way that it's safe to be with yourself. Which is not easy. Let's face it. Yeah. We have all those conversations happening in our minds, right? So we really don't, but, or, you know, um, doing brain dump. What if we begin mm -hmm. to do a brain dump where you just take a notebook and you write everything else that's going, everything that's going on in your mind. It's ah. a great way to do it. Right. Yeah, because I mean, that's part of the reason that I know my sister doesn't want to be with herself is there's all this stuff happening in her head that she'll then have to pay attention to. And probably based on what she's told me, feels like she's a little bit of a victim of, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's like, what do I do with this mind that won't shut up and leave me alone? And so, yeah, I think a brain dump is a great first step. First step, or even just going out and spending time in nature. What mm. if you go out, and I personally love to go out, no shoes. Well, I, I take shoes, but, you know, just putting your feet, whether it's on sand or grass or dirt or whatever that may be, and just allowing yourself to be one with nature. And I know that sounds a little hokey, right? But when you're bit there, you know, I mean, that's a really great way to not only find the inner peace, but let go of some of the monkey chatter. Yeah. Yeah. I know with my brain, I've got a brain that's very busy. It's very intellectual. It's very smart. And it's it's been an amazing tool for a lot of things, but there are times and places where it just gets in the way. And I find when I'm in one of those moments, the best thing I can do to begin to like shut that off and pull myself into my body so that I can be connected is to have a crystal or crystals that I can hold in my hands that it kind of draws me down out of my head and more into my body. And the, the whole take off your shoes and put your feet on Mother Earth, I think probably very similar effect. Absolutely. And I'm bringing this. What if you're able to get, and so I practice what I preach, folks. Yes. If you buy a box of crayons and you just sit and for 10, 15 minutes, you draw. Mm -hmm. And you, you get back to that inner child, the five-year-old, the three-year-old, the seven-year-old, that used to enjoy drawing. Yes. And, and don't criticize it. Just, just draw. <laughs> I'm actually rather liking some of the things that I've been coming up with. I didn't always at the beginning, right? But, but what it is, could be as simple as that, as silly as that. It, you know, mm -hmm. it's something like that. The other thing that I practice is playing with marbles. Huh. I, that, that makes me happy. It, nice. it, 
you, you, you're using the brain, right? Because you want to be able to do the marbles things. Uh, playing jacks. I like playing jacks, folks. It has but, been years since I've played jacks. <laughs> I haven't found one recently. Um, but, you know, jacks is another way, you know, that I really enjoy doing and playing. Just getting whatever those that toy or whatever that game was for you right? Bouncing a ball, whatever that is. But what if you just take 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, right? Once a week and you start doing that and then you move it to three times a week and four times a week and all of that. But what if you're just able to treat yourself to that? It's about getting that monkey chatter to slow down. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there's plenty of monkey chatter going on, especially when you've had a setback in your finances and you, it's looking like maybe you're going to need to do something different with your career. You don't know if there's a job you're going back to. So once we've, we've given ourselves some space, right, and, and some enjoyment and, and brought our stress levels down a little bit, how do we turn around and face these big kind of money, career kind of questions that people are struggling right now with. But this is so perfect, right? Because you are giving, being given an opportunity to do something with the skill set that you have that you haven't been willing to open up and do something with, whatever that may be, right? We all have a skill set. Yes. And we all have a skill set that somebody else does not have and somebody else is willing to pay you. Mm-hmm. and right so what is so, sometimes identifying that is tricky though because the stuff that you're really good at I know for myself I have this tendency to go oh it was no big thing for me here here you go and it 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 took me years to realize that wait a second that really solved a, a problem for this other person and that they were unable to solve themselves and maybe just maybe I ought to have charged them some money for that even though it felt you know easy for me well I think that's the second a hundred thousand dollar answer right because just because it comes easy for you and we do this and we all do this although I have found that women tend to do it more Mm. but just because it's second nature to you that does not mean that it's second nature to other people Right. Yeah. So just that's first step. Just because it's second nature to you or you downplay it. Oh, that was so easy. Yes, it was easy for you, but it may not be easy for somebody else. That's right. That that's a, a hint that it's one of your gifts. And just because you were gifted in that area doesn't mean you can't charge other people money for that. And what if you start out small? You know, yeah. whatever the whatever the service is, what if you start out small? What if you simply test it out? You know what yeah. I mean? Whatever the gift was, and, and you just get three or four or five people to test it out and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. They have to pay you. I don't care what the amount is, but there has to be an, an exchange. Right. Yes. Right? There has to be that energy exchange so that you do that. And then after that, they give you awesome testimonials, and then you're able to increase your price. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. If you're able to find five people, to test out the program or the product, whatever it is that you have, they give you some money. So that that's great for you because now you know that people are willing to pay for that service. Yes, give, exactly. Right. They give you a testimonial and then you offer it to a larger audience because now they're going to know people 
that also need what you have. Exactly. And if you've done it well, they will be more than happy to do that testimonial and probably refer other people to you. It's as simple as that. This is a phenomenal opportunity for you to find out. And it could be something that you've been thinking about doing. And it's something, let's make it even simpler. What are some of the things that people come to you for? Mm-hmm. What are your friends coming to you? We all have friends that come to us for advice. Yep. My friends come to me because I know the best deals at the lowest price everywhere, anywhere. Right? Yes. So they, they come to me, right? That's, that's me. They're like, Chella uh, knows this. Whereas I'm one of these people, like I'll stand in a line at the grocery store and the person behind me will share some something that's been on their heart for a long time that like they've never ever told anybody else i i'm like naturally the people person that people trust to share these kinds of things with to get perspective on and to gain some healing around and it just it's that's what happens (laughs) right So so what is that thing that people come to you for how can you package it get five people on the program, you know, one-on-one group, it doesn't matter. So you can test it out, work out what, and then you just keep, and then you put it out there and you get some clients and then you rinse and repeat and then you adjust it and you adjust and just, but the difference here is that now you're doing something that you're passionate about. Right. Now you're making money with something that you've been wanting to do. And that is part of your gifts. Yes. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I know one of the challenges that I see people struggle with, I've struggled with this one a little bit myself in the past as well. Um, There are frequently a lot of money stories around, well, you can't charge people for that. (laughs) It particularly came up for me around healing, especially when I was first going out and I was doing psychic shows and this kind of stuff. I got a lot of people who, who gave me pushback that, well, you can't charge people for that. And I, I sat with it for a long time personally and thought about it. And it's like, well, how is this any different than the, the doctor? Are you going to tell a physician that because he's, he's gifted and he, he knows a lot of stuff and it makes such a profound difference in people's lives that he can't charge for that? Really? It's, I would, yeah. I would even the doctor, I will say even, even the, the um, plumber, the gardener, right? They all right. have a skill set. Yes. Right? The nursery, you know what I mean? And, and where you go to go get your plants. The person that takes care of that. Yeah, they and, all have a brilliance in what they do. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be at the beginning. And, and what I say, especially what you just said, those people that are pushing back, you know, for whatever their belief system, you know, it's your gift, you shouldn't charge, you know, God, whatever the case may be, you know, spiritual, yeah. whatever it is, is I say, have compassion for them because that's their journey and that's their belief right. system and that's their bubble. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. And if, when you have compassion, because that's where they are. Right. And we're not even going to analyze what, you know, where they came from, but and there, you're going to have some of those folks that come. That just means that they're not your tribe. So bless the fact that those folks are coming into your life. 
And because you know that that's not, the, that they yeah. are not your tribe. Exactly. And send them with God. Say, have a wonderful life. <laughs> yeah. And keep looking. Keep looking yeah. for the tribe. Keep looking for the people that are looking for your services. Keep looking for those folks that are ready to pay you for your gifts. Exactly. And I've, I've found that the more people you tell what you're doing, the faster you'll find the people who want what you need. And so I, I know that when I stopped analyzing how or whether this person would want what I need and just share it with them, uh, even if they didn't need what I was doing, they would go, oh, but I know someone who. And that that's worth everything. So I found that throwing out the, the preconceived notion about whether this person is my, in my tribe or not was extremely helpful to me. Okay, that was the third $100,000 idea. See, this is a $300,000 in, interview right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, right? Because we get in our own way, mm-hmm. right? We keep putting up the blocks which just means that we need to work out some of these things, be, you know, for us. Yeah, exactly. We need to, right? We keep showing up for our business. And, and listen, I've been through, I was there. I wanted to be a closet healer. I was like, oh. No, Can I just be a closet healer? Just, just um, send the clients to my door, have them knock on the door. They'll be like, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, perfect. Come on in. I'll heal you. <laughs> how silly is that but that's exactly what i thought right uh no i did i did go around and about in a lot of different ways to get here but you know it it's about being okay that people are going to judge you because people are going to judge you no matter what yeah right? well and the other thing i've discovered is i tend to think people are judging me more often than they actually are because most people don't have the bandwidth to spend time on me anyway. <laughs> They're not thinking about me. They're thinking about what's going on with their kid and what are they going to fix for dinner and how are they going to resolve this argument with their spouse, right? <laughs> oh, we're going to hold off that 100000 for after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we are coming up on the next break. So what I would invite you to do while we're at break and you're waiting for the next $100,000 tidbit to be dropped, <laughs> take your pen and paper and I'd like you to kind of notice or take note of the places where you've told yourself no before you've asked or offered to somebody else because I know I did that a lot when I was starting out I would go oh well that person would never be interested this person would so look at the different ways and places that you tell yourself no so that the other person doesn't have to tell you no and I would invite you to to open the possibility of allowing people to answer for themselves and hang with us we will be right back after the break Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. 
I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for staying with us. This is Sophia Renee Morales. I'm here with the amazing and wonderful Chaldeas. We've been having some fantastic conversations around ways to begin to flesh out our financial picture, especially if we've had setbacks in the current environment because of the COVID closures and what have you. Um, So now that we've kind of made some notes around things that are popping up for us, is there any place else we should be looking to to find kind of the roots of where some of the money challenges are coming from? I think this is definitely another $100,000 question, folks. Um, and that is that if you go back to when you were three or five and think about the money conversations the adults were having. Hmm. Right. What was that? You were sitting there eating cereal, watching cartoons. What were the adults saying? So we're going to go two ways with this. So I'm going to give you the one that's most popular. You know, when the adults were saying we can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So we can't afford to pay the utilities. We can't afford to, to go out to dinner. We can't afford our rent. Yeah. Right? How, how are we going to keep from being evicted? Yes. Right. Right. So if you heard those conversations, and there is no right or wrong way to do it, right? But if those were the conversations that you heard, you can't afford it, I invite you to think and really look at what that young person took on as a money story for themselves. Mm. Right? What was that person thinking? Yeah. So in uh, in just take the time because it's really so I'll give you a, just one of my favorite. There's a six year old little girl 
that whose parents were sitting at the dining room table. They had just finished paying all their bills. And they said, we don't have any money. Mm. But they don't have any money because they just paid everything off. And they have money in two weeks when they get another paycheck. Right. That's not what the little girl, six-year-old heard. Right. And... And so, but so I happened to be in the neighborhood. Um, and so I happened to hang out. And what she expressed to me was that she was afraid of where, one, what was she going to eat and where was she going to live? Oh, sure. Yeah. Because if you don't have any money, right? So that's why, you know, it may not make sense, but go back and think what were the adults and what did that young person take up on as the money story? Right, right. Well, and I know from like my childhood, there was a lot of discussions around, you know, working hard and working overtime in order to achieve whatever it is. Uh, and I, I strongly suspect that's part of the play, part of the reason that I resisted many, much of my life doing things I enjoyed and getting paid for them because I didn't want it to become work and hard. Right. But we do. And and so that's part of it is really finding what that is. Yeah. But the other thing that I've come across recently, which was incredibly interesting to me is what if adults did not talk about money? Right. What if that was a subject they talked about it, but they didn't talk it out in public. So Mm -hmm. they never Nope, you never overheard those conversations. And that was really, really powerful for me to learn about. Mm. Because as a child, if you don't hear adults talking about money, what are some of the stories that that child made up? Mm. Yes. Right? Because we were very creative as kids. Well, and we will create explanations and understandings even in the vacuum of information. Right. Our brain wants to make the puzzle. So if you're missing some of the pieces, you're going to make it up. And And so for the, right, (laughs) that was so so amazing. So for them, it was for them, what they took on as the money story was it was not safe to talk about money. Mm. We don't talk about money you know, out in the open. Right. But if, and my thing is, that, which I, I makes sense, totally, I get it. But if we don't talk about money, let's say that you're in a relationship with person, or even if you don't have to be, if we don't talk about money, how do we know that we're on the same page when it comes to, you know, finances? Exactly. You, you don't. And you will probably never be if you never address the issue, Right. And just talking about it, right? So it's about really finding what was that conversation, what did that child take up on as the money story, which is what I call. And the final $100,000 piece here is how did that conversation plus the story, how is that relating to your current financial picture? Hmm. I, you know, I, as much as I love doing this reflective work, um, sometimes I find it hard to shift outside of my own perspective, right? Because you've got this perspective of the experience you had as a child, um, 
but sometimes it's hard to step back out of that and look at the larger picture, what were really the circumstances around it. So how do we approach getting that objectivity? You can, there's so many, so many different ways, right? To me, it's really working with somebody that's going to help you because as a coach or as a mentor, right? They're going to help you see your blind spots, mm-hmm. right? There's so many different people. And sometimes it's just a matter of shifting. And once, you, once they help you connect the dots, then you can run with it. Right. And you can do it again on a different topic, a different circumstance. It's about, you know, at that one point in time, there's so many different books, right, um, that you can read up, begin to read. We just need something to begin to shift and start rewiring and shifting that story. Mm -hmm. How how do we choose the people that we want to work with in this area? Because I know a lot of us are running around with subconscious money stories and this kind of thing, even those in the financial world, and I worked in the financial world for quite a long while in my career, um, how do we begin to identify the best people to help us shift these stories and not get sucked into somebody else's um, unreality around money? That's huge, right? It's, re- it's really, and there's a lot of us out there doing this right now, but I say it, it, it comes down to, do you resonate with that person, right? Because this, you're going to trust this person. And you're going to share. So is that person that you see yourself working with? You know, and intuition, go back to the intuition. Because you know, and I know that I've spent a lot of money on coaches where I knew that we're not going to be a fit. I knew we were not a fit, right? Right, but, but the mind was going this person has all the certifications, they've got all these wonderful testimonials, they've got this process, right? (laughs) So talk to them, you know, spend 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And if your instinct and your tuition says yes, go with it. If you need to go out and get a couple of books before you do that, absolutely, right? If you need to do a little bit more brain dump, it doesn't have to be you go out and you have to spend $15,000, right? Oh, please, Jesus, don't start at $15,000. <laughs> Reminds me of this axiom um, where uh, money meets experience and experience leaves with the money. <laughs> and and the, uh, the new person leaves with experience. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, there's so many different books out there. Mm-hmm. You know, dollars flow to me. It's one of my favorites. I have about um, 52 books that I recommend. And Dollars Flow to Me is definitely at the top of my list. Um, The Wisdom of uh, Florence Shin Scoville. The Wisdom, Mm -hmm. you can't miss it. She has about five different books. Quick read. Right. We just want to get you something. We want to get you starting points. So those are two really powerful books that if you read through them, is going to help you begin to rewire the brain, change the story. Yeah. It's going to be uh, like under $20. And yeah. even better yet, go to the real library and it'll be, it'll be no cost. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that I found, and I, I feel like this is something I ought to share at this moment, is... Um, There has to be a point at which you accept responsibility for stuff even that you can't control 
And I, I know that sounds kind of crazy on its face, but the first, I would say, 20 years of my life, I did everything I could do to avoid taking responsibility that was clearly not mine. Okay. And I would, I would run a long ways. Um, and then I had a, a psychologist that I worked with, and she's like, you know, you might want to try accepting responsibility, even in some areas where technically it's not yours. Um, just test it. Just try it out. And I did test it and try it out. And I found that when I re accept responsibility, I accept the ability to respond. It gives me leverage in the circumstance to do something about it. And so, yeah, there is shit that happens to you that you can't control. But the instant you say, but it's in my lap and it is now my response ability, you can do something with it. Okay, that's it. That's our last 100,000. <laughs> 500,000 today, folks. No, Half a million and, and good insight. <laughs> it really is. You know what I mean? Even for some of the things where we feel we had nothing to do with it, we actually did, whether we want to admit to it or not, right? There is right. certain circumstances where that there's something, whether it's energetically, whether it's a lesson we are meant to learn from, mm -hmm. right? There is right. something that we needed to learn from that instance. Exactly. Or a space you needed to hold for somebody else. Because sometimes it's not about you. Sometimes you're there to support somebody through something. Um, and I, I love this. I had a, a banker, a business banker that I was working with in Indiana. He lost like, the tips off of every finger on, I think it was his right hand. And he had just barely, a, I forget which way it went, if it was just a nub of an index finger and most of the little, or if it went the other way, regardless. Uh, significant handicap to have lost that. And he's a motivational speaker now. And one of his biggest messages, and I love this, and it goes back to accepting that response ability. He's like, shit happens to people all the time. Okay. And you have a choice after the shit happens. You get to write the and then of the story. So shit happened and then what did you do? Did you lay down and go, oh, poor me? Did you do therapy? Did you learn new ways to use your hands? What was the and then of your story? And that's what you've got control over. Fabulous. Love that. Love that. So we are down to our last minute of the show here. I thank you so much for joining us today, Chella. This is amazing. If you go out to SovereignSelf.media, if you'd like to get a hold of Chella, there are links to connect with her at SovereignSelf.media uh, and to engage with her work because she is an absolute amazing space holder. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I wanted to just tease before we go off the air here is next week we are starting a contest. There are going to be free gifts. There are going to be all kinds of wonderful giveaways and an amazing interview from a very unlikely spiritual path. So make sure you come check us out next week. And if you would like to join me on Tuesday evenings, bit.ly slash spirit talks one and uh, we will play together tomorrow evening. Until next week, thank you so much for joining us and go out and live soul first. Mm -hmm.
Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here. 